We are Charlotte, the mighty black and blue. We are from the Carolinas, and this is the Crowncast. My name is Logan, and I am your host. I am here today for a post-match reaction, as ever, with Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. It's a great feeling. Oh, it is such a good feeling. feeling. Oh, it is a feeling that can only be delivered by this game. I mean, uh, some people will find it in other areas of their life, but as adults, how often do we get to experience this? How often do we get this overwhelming joy? And for those of you who don't know, we are uh, less than an hour away from... Charlotte FC having had their first ever victory at home, three-one to the New England Revolution. Justin, uh, are you as are you as are you as torn up as me right now? I mean, I was the only person shouting at the bar where where I was. Uh, everybody else was watching NCAA basketball, but but I cannot tell you how stoked I am because it, it it just looked like a team that's found its shape and it looked like a team that's a lot more dangerous than I think we ever thought. And and it's so exciting to see things working as well as they are in attack and some of the stuff that we've talked about hoping to see, you know, coming good. Oh, to watch it all come together. Such such a oh chef mwah, chef's kiss. So good. So so good. I will tell you, I was not the only one in the place where I was sitting that was cheering on this team because I was in the supporter section. <laughs> And at every single goal, it rained beer. And and there were three of them this time, which is three yes. more than we've ever scored in a match before. Yeah, and God, they were all so pretty. I mean, they were all they were, they were just they were just gorgeous. They were just something special. And uh, we are going to talk about this so much. I have a feeling for those of you listening, uh, we're going to try and keep our. We're gonna try and keep it in our pants, for lack of a better statement here. But when <laughs> yeah, we get the to the instant react, oh, we're gonna we're we're gonna rein in as much as we can because there's a lot of excitement right now. Oh yeah, and I think if you turned us loose, this would be a two hour long instant react easily. But the good news for you listeners is I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep us reined in, uh, so you'll get roughly your normal. But if you are here for the two hour craziness, that may come later on. I'm going to go ahead and let yeah, you know. I think our Wednesday podcast is going to be a, a lot of fun sort of dissecting how this match went down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, to the point that, like, maybe you and I should get together and rewatch this together just just for the joy. <laughs> um, because it's yeah. oh, so, so much special. But, Justin, I am going gonna, gonna to throw you a curveball. No, we're not going to talk negative about anybody today. We're only going to talk about players who impressed us. Uh for our first ever win and in the fashion we did it i mean yes there are little things here and there that could theoretically be better but it, i just i don't want to talk about it i don't think you want to it's talk tough. about it it's I mean, tough right now to dig into the negatives when the new england revolution won the supporter shield last season in mls that means they scored the most points of any team in mls last season this is one of the big dogs that's been around in MLS for forever. They've got a player in Josie Altador up front, and yeah, he's getting a little bit older, but like Josie Altador is a big name in American soccer. He, he's been there for a long time, U.S. men's national team, everything like that. And we bossed the match. Oh, and... we absolutely did boss this match, 100%. 
and you know if we want to talk a little bit about it, per personally i think that the addition of a player that we haven't had a chance to see really balanced out the attack here and and i want to shout out to, to start us out here jo uh uh jordy alcivar came into the midfield today and and you know i think there had been a lot of expectation i'd had a lot of expectation personally okay for I have jordy to, alcivar is that i have to hold you off just for a second because okay. one of the things I am going to tell you, we are going to do two, at least two. We're going to try and keep it to two people who <laughs> passed our passed our test today. Are you taking Jordi Alcivar as your first one? Yes, Jordi Alcivar. Is okay, going to be Jordi my first Alcivar one. is yours. Please go nuts because he absolutely deserves. Yeah, it. I think he brought a balance to the attack. You know, ESPN lists us in a four four two. It was, I think, a, a really interesting sort of fluid formation up front. And we talked, if you guys got a chance to catch our Wednesday pod, we talked a little bit about what the possibilities in this formation could be. And we talked a little bit about what Arsenal and, and, and City do and stuff like that. And I think Alcivar gets us closer to that because with Bender and Alcivar kind of moving around and bringing balls into the box, making those dangerous runs and cutting stuff back, it looked like, I, I mean thinking back to how we looked against uh you know dc united to uh, to start here in the season everything and and it's such a different look and it's so much better uh, and we and talked a little bit last week about how ben bender was starting to unlock the attack and i think that this attack with with bender and alcivar and swiderski forming this you know fluid attacking three i think there's a real chance for some danger from the front line for charlotte and you know what and it's it feels stupid to reduce it to something this simple but it just feels like a fun team now doesn't it it just feels fun it does it, it's a team that's moving the ball around well it's a team that that you know, early on, we were concerned about how are they going to get the ball into the opponent's box? How are they going to find it? And now it's a team that is has dangerous runners drawing two and three defenders in the box and then laying off the smart pass for the good shot. And, and you know, I think that Bender and Alcivar are, are the guys that really helped that. And bringing Jordi Alcivar into the side today, I think... You know, and maybe it's a fitness thing that why he hasn't really featured much, or, or I'm not 100 percent sure on it. But I was really impressed with his with his play today. Uh, you know, everything that he did in open play, the passing, the setting up the the, the shots. Uh, I, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, for him to come into this midfield and to do what he did today, I mean, he bossed it. He looked so good, and he made a few mistakes. He gave the ball yeah. away a few dumb times, but you know what? As a general whole, he ran that midfield today, and yep. it is such a statement to walk into a team, into a position that you know. Obviously, he gets to practice this in training, but you know, just walk into this position and boss it, and that's what it was. I mean, I, uh, I mean, let's go find the biggest dump truck we can. Let's <laughs> fill it with all of the praise that we can fit into the largest dump truck on earth. And let's back that sucker up and just dump it all on Jordi Alcivar. <laughs> because this doesn't work without him. I mean, everyone else we're going to talk about here, he was the one in the middle. And if the one in the middle isn't keeping this ticking over, it doesn't work. I mean, yeah. am I over-exaggerating um, his importance here? 
No, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think that you are. I think that that he is, you know, proving why there was some faith in him and everything before the season started. Why there were a lot of expectations for him. I think, you know, one of the one of my favorite things when I saw the first, uh, my got my first look at the team sheet for today, is Christian Ortiz is out, and it's even more exciting that Jordi, uh, Jordi Alcivar is in. And I don't think you can look at next week, and we've got Cincinnati next week. We'll we'll take a look at that when we take a look at that, but. You can't drop Alcivar now. Oh, no, In fact, you cannot. You absolutely cannot. What you've got here may, for better or for worse, be our starting 11 for the, the foreseeable future, you know? I, I, so I'm going to, just purely for time's sake, because we could actually go for two hours tonight. I mean, yes. to the people listening here, we are the type of nerds who could be talking about these people <laughs> for, for two and a half hours, and, and we don't want to drag you through that. Um but I am going to move us on to another person you hit on my, my adopted godchild, um, <laughs> Ben Bender. And legally speaking, I have not actually adopted Ben Bender, but my heart has adopted Ben Bender. Uh, I am now, I, I'm just the biggest Ben Bender fan. Technically, Quality-wise, drive-wise, everything that you can think of. <sighs> Jordi Alcivar right now was the, the final pin that made our midfield transition to our attack so smoothly. But Ben Bender was the one who made it start. Ben Bender is the one who actually turned this team's engine over. And you see it every time he touches the ball. It just... It just oozes quality and i'll be really honest with you justin it oozes quality so much that i'm starting to get worried he's only going to be here for one season because a premier league side is going to see this and be like let's go get this ben bender guy i mean he is he is apt you cannot stop him unless you put two people on him and sometimes when you put two people on him he walks right through them it's it's incredible to watch, especially inside of the stadium. He just he just floats. His passes have such a clear purpose, and he always knows where everyone is. I think I saw him play one ball that I would have considered to be bad today. One. Now, I was in the stands. I couldn't see everything with every moment, and I'm sure that if I went back to the, the video, I would see more. But every time he touched the ball, he did something intelligent and dangerous with it. And if he did not have the ability to do something dangerous with it, he was technically secure and smart. And I have not even talked about the fact that he is now a two-time assister for this team and has also scored a goal for this team. A beautiful goal. A top left corner postage stamp unsavable goal. Justin, please. I mean, uh, I no, realize I, mean, I feel like I've said everything, but I, I, I think that as this season progresses, hey, I think he's going to be our star. I, like, I think Ben Bender is going to be, you know, the guy for Charlotte FC going forward. And and you know, I do think that maybe there's a risk of is he too quality to stay within MLS because he might very well be. I also think that, you know, match week 10, match week 12, something like that, 
Bank of America Stadium, the vault over there at Bank of America Stadium, a lot of 15 bender kits are going to be uh, going around out there. Oh, I'll know, be if one of them. Not already. I'll, I, I, because... Like I said, I'll be one of them. I'll be one of those people. Uh, tomorrow, oh. my first goal is to get online and buy a Ben Bender kit. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any way you can look at this guy and not go, he is, he's impressive. Uh, he's got the frame that I think you want from this kind of position. He's not afraid to get into a, a little bit of a, a scrap and, and hold the ball through a challenge. Um, and he waits a pass and and you know you mentioned his passes have purpose and but he also he waits them very nicely he waits them so they they roll cleanly to the the receiving player he waits them so they roll cleanly into the path of the on running oncoming player and when we talk wednesday about you know maybe some of the nits to pick in this i am going to talk about some poorly weighted passes and i think it makes the the beautiful passes that ben bender's sending through look uh, so look that much better Oh, I mean, it is it is genuinely it is turning into a piece of art to watch this twenty one year old play football. I mean, I, I I can't sum it up. This this young man has left me at a loss for words, and genuinely, I have nothing but excitement to see where he goes because I don't see a limit right now. And admittedly, I'm a few beers in. This is a post-match <laughs> after our first ever win, so I'm hype. I'm up. Like, I am as up as up gets. But I don't see a cap on this guy. I don't I don't look at this player and go, oh, you know, but I can see where he's going to fall short of being truly great. And, wow, that's a fun thing to say, right? It, it really is. Uh, and... You know, I didn't think that we would be saying that about the squad this early. Oh, I didn't. Um, Before we gush too much, though, I I, I want to I want to steer towards. We're doing two each, uh, you know, along with any sundry, everything else. Charlotte FC has conceded six goals so far this season, and I think if I'm remembering correctly, three are penalties. Uh, uh, one was just a worldie, and, and and there have been a couple of deflections, right? Or maybe it's three I, it, deflections, I think two it's, penalties. I, I think it's seven. I think three are penalties, three are deflections, and one is a worldie. That's right. But either um, way, it's... I think I know where we're of, leading, yeah. None of it really can be put, and this is the other player that I want to call out, and, and it's starting to feel a little like a broken record, but it is the best kind of broken record to keep replaying. Christian Kalina is a beast in in between the sticks. He had a snap save on a header from three yards away from him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's not put far off of his frame, but he gets hands to it fast and parries it well wide. You know, what I hate to see are keepers who parry back down into dangerous areas in the box, and Kalina doesn't do that. Kalina palms wide. Kalina... You know, he doesn't leave the tap-in rebound shots. Uh, he, he commands the box well. Yes, he committed the foul that led to the penalty shot. I can't fault him because we're put in a dangerous situation from a bad back pass earlier in the sequence. And he was very close to getting the ball on the tackle. 
unfortunately, you know, just a little late, but he was the last man there. And every other situation that Christian Kalina had to deal with today, he was just a brick wall in between the posts. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, is there anything you want to tack on to that? Because I'm going to... I'm going to go two-footed in all the best ways into Christian Kalina. So no, no, I mean that's that's my piece on Kalina, and, and like I said, it's a bit of a broken record from us because we keep saying it, but he keeps performing incredibly well. You know what? If these guys keep performing to this level, I'll talk about them all day. I'll talk about them for the next twenty <laughs> years. You know what, Christian Kalina, keep playing until you're fifty-six years old, like this. I mean, genuinely, uh, I'll keep talking about you. I will keep putting your name into a microphone because. I will admit, he's going to get some. He's going to get some flack and some deserved flack for the foul, because as a goalkeeper, he actually did something really bad that was wrong there. But he was put in a terrible situation by his defense, and I will say, this is a man who has been put in a terrible situation by his defense a lot, and ninety-nine times out of the hundred that have probably happened so far. He has come out smelling like roses. And in this one particular instance, he made a, a bad mistake. But other than that, he has been as good or better than any human being could expect a keeper of any level to be. And the reason I add that of any level is because he is not just doing the goalkeeping anymore. He is starting to do the distribution. He is starting to be a keeper who they can pass back to or they can know he has the ball at his feet and that ball is going to be safe. He is starting to hit long balls out to attacking players that are on target. He is starting to pass through the midfield in a way that is decisive and intelligent and cuts open lines. He moved, He there was a point today where he picked up the ball and he realized that about six of the players from the New England Revolution were in his box. And instead of holding on to it and letting everybody reset, he did something that I absolutely love, and I will harp on this for forever as, as somebody who's played keeper. He sprinted to the edge of his box and threw the ball as hard as he could, as fast as he could, and he broke like two lines of New England Revolution players and just took them out of the game entirely. And credit to our players... They saw him do that and broke forward, and it didn't amount to anything. But in just having the knowledge to go look around me and say, hey, I can just throw the ball past six players and completely remove them from this counterattack, he didn't catch the ball and go, oh, I've done my job, and sit there and wait patiently for everyone. He is already thinking about how, what is my job once I have already done my job, Right? I've stopped the ball from going in the goal. What next? And he's not flawless, but he's starting to look like he's pretty good. And that is a that is a lot. I mean, it, and it's a big deal in a league like MLS. It's it's a big deal. Like it's a big deal in any league, to, right? To have a good keeper. It's I think a, a particularly big deal in MLS because. I think that as a league, there tends to be a little bit more attacking quality Mm -hmm. than defending or goalkeeping quality across the league. And so if you have an above average goalkeeper within Major League Soccer, I think that 
gives you a, a real shot to to finish out, you know, top half of the league, challenging for playoff spots, stuff like that. And and the team I saw tonight challenges for playoff spots within this league. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and we will get on later to the fact that the, the New England Revolution wasn't particularly good. And I'm not saying they were bad, but they were not particularly good. But you know what? We took advantage of it. We stepped up mm-hmm. and we said, the holes you're leaving us, we're going to hit them. And to, to move along here, there was one player tonight who, who said, you know what? If you leave me the space, I'm going to take advantage of it. <clears throat> the first ever brace scored for Charlotte FC by our designated player, Carol Swiderski, I I cannot tell you how excited I am that it is Carol Swiderski who scores these two. I I heard somebody call him the Polish assassin as uh, <laughs> as I left the match tonight. And just for the sake of this, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Mike Langley if you're listening to the podcast. You were the first person I heard it from. I'm not going to say that you're the first person who said it, but you're the first person I heard it from. Uh, he looked every bit as deadly as we knew he could be. And we have said it time and time again. If he keeps looking that deadly, they're going to start falling. And boy, did they start falling. I mean, his first shot is a fantastically well taken just inside the post. His second shot is a postage stamp. I mean, his second shot is unsavable. Now, we managed to get him in much better positions today that allowed him to take advantage of of you know this the situation but when it comes down to it a striker is somebody who has that that special ability to take a chance and turn it into something tangible to take a maybe and turn it into a stadium erupting moment and it is something that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people try to do every single day and so few have that 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 cold blood killer instinct that allows them to just slot home a shot like that and it it, it was just beautiful to watch in that stadium Swiderski's name uh, it was as good as gold today it was as good as gold and the play he put forward today was as good as gold I mean to be perfectly honest I don't think the first shot should have gone in it's it's you know outside of the 18 he's at range and he slots it just inside the post and just beats the keeper and it's I mean it's gorgeous and the other thing that I, that I want to talk about with Swiderski's goals is the timeliness of them. And this isn't something a striker can necessarily control. But in front of the home crowd, six minutes into the match, to slot one home, you immediately fire up that stadium. You immediately get the energy going. You get it cooking. And the other, his second goal three minutes after New England manages to, to level. And I think that when the penalty came in, New England managed to level, there was a little bit of that like Atlanta United feeling, the fear for some of the fans. I know I felt it about like, mm, oh. is this going to be another heartbreak? Is this going to be another? I can tell you, I mean, I was in that stadium and the whole stadium experienced what you're talking about. Every single person 
looked at each other and said, is this another flash in the pan? Is this team not ready yet? Are we just going to be talking about the hope? And seconds seconds later, right? It's a great attack. Right, it's it's the the players we talked about, right? It's it's Alcivar and it gets over to Bender, and then Bender cuts it back to Swiderski. It's such a good cutback, by the way. It's such it a good cutback. But we're 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 on we're on. We'll talk about all that later. We're on Swiderski. But then Swiderski reignites the energy in the stadium, and again, he can't control everything about this. But there is something about the timeliness of those goals that I think really amped the energy in the stadiums at the right time to really help drive this team forward. And and you saw how excited he was to score him. You saw how excited he was to score in front of the fans like that and feel that energy from them. And, you know, I I was thrilled with his performance today. It, it was something, uh, honestly, I am honored to have seen it. Uh, the, the two people I called out today, Ben Bender and... And there are plenty others that, that played amazingly, and we will get to them because they absolutely deserve their due later on. But the two people I called out today, Ben Bender and uh, Carol Swiderski, I am honored to have been in that stadium to watch what they did tonight because it was it was special. It was the type of thing that, that leaves us, uh, that, that fills us. It fills us with joy. It, it, it makes this whole game the thing that we love, and, and you can't, you can't fake that. It's it's so good. It is so good. I will say, really quickly, I am going to to pick a third person who passes my test today, and I I, I say I'm going to pick a third person because the third person who passes my test is Miguel Ramirez, our manager. Yes. Wow. Uh, you know what? We had we had. Go back and listen to our early episodes of this podcast. We had a lot of questions. And I'm not saying all of those questions have been answered, Justin, but I am looking at a team that is just constantly evolving in the correct direction. The players that have shown they deserve to be on the pitch are getting put on the pitch. The players that have shown they're not ready to be there are being sat down, and I don't think they're being given up on. I still see them in training. I still see them learning. I still see them getting minutes. I still see some of them coming in as subs. Yeah, but but, but the he's play, building. Yeah, he is he is building this team in a way that right now I am absolutely behind. So Miguel Ramirez, you are right now the guy I want at the helm of Charlotte FC because. It just looks like it's getting better and better. And I realize it cannot continue getting better at this rate, or we will be uh, world champions and possibly universe champions in the next three (laughs) years or so. Um, I don't know how good the soccer teams, the football teams from Mars are, but uh, I can't imagine they're going to beat Miguel Ramirez's teams anytime soon. (laughs) I don't think so. uh, Uh, So that's... Real quick, before... Before oh, we wrap up, Logan, I'm going to throw one quick curveball at you to close out this instant react. After everybody that we talked about that performed beautifully. Yeah. Name me your man of the match. Oh, my gosh. Why would you do this to me? This is the curveball. <sighs> okay. So, in my opinion, there are two people who absolutely deserve it. But, but you at the end of the one. day... The guy who deserves the man of the match 
is Carol Swiderski. Um, he he overcame his his demon. You know, scoring for the first time for a team is hard. I don't care if you've scored a million goals for a million other teams. The first time you come into a new team and you have to show that you deserve to be there at the top of the pitch, that, that you are somebody who for that badge and for those colors is going to put the ball in the back of the net is a immense weight. And if you look across leagues all over the world, it crushes strikers. That weight, I mean, if if they don't score in the first 10 games of their their tenure, I mean, you see some of the most talented players in the world just fold under the pressure of feeling like they're not good enough. So for him to not just shake that demon, but to do what he did tonight and, like you said, not just ignite the crowd the first time, but to to have the presence and the, the ice-cold veins to take a really down situation where everybody was questioning and say, I'm not questioning our ability. I'm not questioning my ability. Why are you? Let's go put another one in the back of the net. And to do just that, he has to be. As much as I love Ben Bender's performance tonight, Carol Swiderski has to be the man of the match. I mean, do you disagree? I would love to be able to say that an assist is as important in my eyes for, for determining man of the match as a goal, in which case I would have to give it to Ben Bender, but, but finishing it, putting the brace in and, and not far away from the hat trick. No, not far uh, away at all. So I, I gotta agree with you. Swiderski just, uh, just phenomenal. I, I think that Ben Bender is Charlotte's new, you know, he may be your adopted son. He is the city of Charlotte's newest adopted golden child. But Carol Swiderski, uh, just like you said, he's got ice in his veins. And that ice wins you three points. It, it, it does. Today it wins us three points. So really, really quickly, because we are already well over what we, we tell people we're going to be doing here. <laughs> Uh, Justin, you have a sentence again, maybe two sentences. If you bribe me, what are your final thoughts for the day? Three points feel so good and it feels so much better when it looks this good. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, that's a solid shout out. And I will leave the listeners with, uh, with, with my final thoughts for the day and that this is fun. Ladies and gentlemen, this is fun, and I'm so happy to share it, uh, not just with my friends in person, Justin, uh, you know I'll always talk to you about it, but with all of you, the listeners, thank you all so much for being with us tonight. Please go out, enjoy the night, enjoy the win, uh, share it with everyone you can, and thank you all so much for listening.